The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 812, you're tuned to WGNS, and Dr. Craig McCabe is in studio with us this morning, local eye doctor. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. I hope everybody's yard and flowers, which are blooming now, appreciated a little bit of moisture last night. Because all the grass is turning brown. So I think we all <laughs> needed it there. And so that was nice. The weather was nice. I did not get to see the, the Blue Angels and the air show. But I hope many people participated in that. And that went all safe and good. Because I've done that many years in the past. And I've always enjoyed them flying around. You, you know, I didn't see them this year. But I was inside the house. Uh, this was, uh, I guess, yesterday or so. And I could definitely hear them fly over at least once. So it it had to be them. You know, you heard that thundering sound as, as they came by. <laughs> yeah, that sound of multiple high-speed airplanes. That, that's right. Jets, yeah. Cool yeah. sound. It was great. You know, I uh, s- sometimes I go to our national meeting, and occasionally it's in uh, San Francisco where they'll have a, a flight week once a year, and if it corresponds to the same time boy you'll just be walking around these uh, skyscrapers getting to your next destination and you'll see them fly overhead close to the buildings and uh, then all of a sudden you hear them and all of a sudden you feel them and uh, it's really something out there a neat totally different environment than here but it's amazing the power that those uh, pilots control and how meticulously accurate they can be highly trained uh, everyone should be very proud of them and what we have uh, defend our country and our interests abroad. One of the uh, F-18 Hornets that was out there, part of the <coughs> Navy, it flies at 1,400 miles per hour. I, I can't imagine traveling that speed. No, no. Um, Boeing's coming out with a new airliner, the airplane that's supposed to, I mean, it's going to be like the biggest airplane for an airliner. 777 plus and uh it has instead of having four engines like they all have now it has two big ones and it's supposed to fly faster and on less fuel it's supposed to you know provide another evolution in uh, airplane travel Uh, and it's going to fly at it's going to cruise at 600 miles an hour for long distances but when you think of these jets that fly over twice that of course, 800 miles an hour is the speed of sound about. So uh, you got to get a sonic boom. So they can't do that anywhere, you know, in an urban area. But uh, amazing. And when you look at them, you got to look way ahead of the sound because sound travels so much slower than, of course, the speed of light. But yeah, they're fascinating. You know, somebody said to me over the weekend, they said, you know, if you were to get in one of those F 18s and go 1,400 miles per hour, you're going to feel every single bit of it, and it's probably going to have some pretty negative impact on you, at least for that flight. And I thought, well, you know, I I never really thought about it, but all the training they go through and, and the different testing those pilots go through, you know, they pass out in some of those tests. 
Yeah, it's really the uh, the G-force that's given. So that's uh, a lot more powerful during acceleration and deceleration and turning, which is an angular acceleration or deceleration. But uh, once you get up to speed, you know you don't you don't feel it that much. It's those changes, and our bodies <laughs> were not made to fly around high speed <laughs> aircraft. And and yeah, they have to learn cer certain compression techniques of squeezing the muscles in their lower extremities to force blood up to their brain so they have enough oxygen uh yeah it's amazing so i'm, I'm just curious that the, those g-forces when it hits your body what kind of impact does it have on your eyes I, I never even thought about it until well the eye doctor's here oh it absolutely does and it does whether it's positive or negative so one of the things that they have to overcome when we send people to the Mars or these long destinations, and that's in the absence of gravity, is we need gravity. We need gravity for bone density, for muscle strength. Uh, our eyes need it as well. We need it for certain ways of blood flow. And about, I should remember the stats, but I don't, but it's about one out of five people that are up in space for over six months can go blind, can go blind. And uh, on some of the sci-fi movies, if you're into that, and of course I'm a classic nerd, but they'll, they'll show that happening to some member of their crew. And they need to get back into gravity sooner, they'll lose it permanently. And, th and that's a space fact. <laughs> but And there's all kinds of issues like that, and that's why they have to do some kind of weight training you know, where they're going against momentum or they're held down with straps or whatever it is to try to simulate gravity. But uh, here on Earth, where, you know, it's, it's amazing. We're traveling like, I don't know, 100,000 miles an hour, you know, um, just spinning you know, with the Earth rotation, and then like 100,000 miles an hour revolving around the sun. So we're moving at incredible speeds. You're moving at incredible speeds, but it's all relative, like everything else in life. And so it just seems like when we're not, when we're sitting in traffic, trying to get through this traffic at Murfreesboro, and thank goodness school's out, isn't it so much better? Yay. But, but with school's in and such, boy, you're sitting in traffic, you're like, I'm going nowhere, I'm not doing anything, I'm not making any speed. You're actually traveling quite fast, but just relative to those around you, you're not. <laughs> so, so when I go, uh, if I go jogging, I, I could tell everybody I'm jogging at 1,800 miles per hour. <laughs> Yeah, you'd have to be going in the same direction. That's now. right. <laughs> <laughs> but ed anyways, uh, yes. Now, getting back to eyes, you know, I come in this morning and Scott says, what's new in eyes today or this month or whatever? And I said, well, there's, uh, for people that you may know or you may have been diagnosed <clears throat> with macular degeneration, there's a new medication for that that we've never had before. So there's two types of macular degeneration. There's the dry form and the wet form, which is, I guess, layman's term, what we commonly hear. And the, the dry form is that. There's no swelling or bleeding or edema in the retina. And in the wet form, there is. And sometimes the dry form can lead to the wet form. And sometimes the dry form can just become severe all on its own and get just as bad as far as vision loss as the wet form 
but it starts out much milder and the vision loss is much slower and more gradual where the wet form is the next day when it happens to you your vision gets worse so we have our anti-VEGF vascular endothelial growth factor hormones that uh, we these molecules that we inject that block that hormone that causes these blood vessels to leak and have the wet form but we've never had a treatment for the dry form we've had things to kind of slow it down which is the macular degeneration vitamins and the Mediterranean diet that we've talked about here on the show before well now there's actually an FDA approved medicine first time in history for the dry form it's called Syphovri S-Y-F-O-V-R-E and if you have the dry form and you have a more advanced part of the dry form called geographic atrophy where you've lost photoreceptors this can slow down the progression it does not cure it it does not reverse vision loss but it slows down potential vision loss and it, it takes about uh, really two years for a significant difference and again it's an injection and you can have it either once or twice a month the once a month slows down the vision loss a little more than the once a month and at like 24 months two years something like that it slows down the progression by about 20 24 percent right in those ranges and if you happen to have loss of photoreceptors near the center of your retina, which is called the fovea, that's the center of the macula, that's the most important part, this can slow down that progression in encompassing the most important part for reading vision and distance vision, central vision, in your eye. And uh, so you should talk to your eye doctor about Syphovri if you have the dry form of macular degeneration and whether it's right for you or not. And we already have a question here, and the question was, what, what, or rather, how do I know if I have macular degeneration? So I guess uh, first step is figuring out if you have it and then figuring out if you have, what, the wet form or the dry form? Or, or yeah, I'd say it's much more common in people 60 years and older. Uh, it can happen, but it's much less common in people in their 50s. Uh, but a, just a regular dilated eye exam, a good eye exam, not a rushed one just to get glasses or contacts, but a, a good thorough dilated eye exam uh, will be able to tell you. And then we have instruments. There's one made by Heidelberg called the Spectralis that we have in my office. Is really the only one that can measure that progression of geographic atrophy and this is what they used in the FDA study to show that the medication uh, will reduce this now if it's already taken your vision if it's already to its fullest form this won't help you this helps people that are starting to notice some vision loss but have not lost a lot uh, and slowing it down and you know kicking the can down the road further down so that you don't use your vision, lose your vision till later. 
This next question says, after mowing the yard this past weekend, I noticed my eyes were really bothering me, so I used some allergy relief eye drops. It had a red label on them by Visine. It worked great in one eye. The other eye, I had a horrible stinging sensation that lasted for over an hour after using the drops. Why would I have this problem in one eye, but not the other eye? Hmm. Well, you know, in baseball, batting 500 is an incredible average that they typically only have the first month, you know, and that's hitting one out of two, right? But in your eyes, it's not the same. <laughs> if it affects one eye, it's, it's a problem. So uh, typically, that's a dry eye issue. I mean, of course, it's hard to tell without looking at you, but dry eyes make your eyes more easily irritated and irritable. And so if you put in an eye drop that has a slightly more acidic or basic pH, you're going to get a lot more stinging than if your eyes have good moisture. Uh, so I, um, you, you know, the eye drop that I like, uh, which is not the one that you took, but is uh, one called Pataday. And it comes in three different flavors. And you want the green one, which is the extra strength. You take it once a day. And to me, that is the best uh, drug on the market over the counter, which used to be prescription, uh, you know, three years back or so now over the counter and the strength and you just have to take it once a day. Uh, now if you don't have a problem except when you mow the yard, then you just take it 15 minutes before you go out and mow the yard or work in the yard or what have you. But, uh, that's over the counter. Uh, the cheapest places to get it in town, like the artificial teardrops and other things, are at the warehouse stores, Costco and Sam's. Uh, I have no financial association <laughs> with them, but I want everybody to save money. So if you're there anyways, you may want to look at that. Uh, and um, if you're having signs of dry eyes, you know, you can use artificial teardrops. Uh, the ones I like are brands like Sustain, Refresh. Theratears, these are ones that uh, are brand names that I can almost guarantee we'll never have a problem with. Everyone's afraid of taking the artificial teardrops because now there are ones from, I don't know whether it was China or Korea, that cause people to have corneal infections and ulcers and lose their vision just from buying over-the-counter lubricating eye drops. And that's why I'm not a proponent of buying the cheapest thing you can for your eyes because there's some more risk there sometimes and so at least get the ones that have been used for years and have been well vetted and we know are going to be safe for your eyes not one that's you know 50 cents less on the air with us this morning, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor. And for anybody with questions, you can call or text those questions in at 615-893-1450. So there really is a big difference in one brand versus another when it comes to eye drops and I guess the outcome for the person using the eye drops. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I'd say the majority of the time, over 50%, there's not that much difference in uh, over-the-counter things between each other. Of course, not comparing prescription to over-the-counter. There is a big difference there. 
Um, for example, in, in eye drops uh, over the counters compared to the prescription form, if they're the same strength, can have 10% less activity. In the pills you take, they can have 80 or they can have 20% less active ingredient and still pass requirements by the FDA. So um, you, you don't uh, always get everything like that, but then there is quality control issues, which was the one with the artificial teardrops for anyone that's seen that on the news. And uh, although any manufacturing site can have that, of course, the ones that have been doing it for years in the U.S., uh, and uh, are, you know, really um, looked after and have demonstrated that they have great quality control, it's much less likely there. And so that you're always safe paying, you know, another buck or two for that. This next question, not necessarily eye-related, although I'm sure there's some oral medications you can take that are eye-related, maybe especially after surgery, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But the question asks, if I get my medication from a prescription company overseas somewhere, is it safe? Because it does save me a lot of money on my medication. So the question, is it safe? I, I, I don't know. Yeah, so I would say if it is, excuse me, regulated by the appropriate people, like we have the FDA here, in Canada, like some Canadian drugs, you can get for about uh, 20% less than you pay here. And on expensive medicines, or if you don't have good drug insurance, that can be quite a bit on several items. And then in uh, Europe, you may uh, be able to save, especially India is a company, a country that puts out a lot of them, uh, you may be able to save 35 to 45%. Uh, it takes longer to get them. Usually they still require a doctor's uh, prescription. Um, but, you know, in general, if it's a reputable country, uh, company and you have looked into it <clears throat> uh, and looked at all the bulletin boards and reviews and all those kind of things you do online so you've done your due diligence, then it it's probably is pretty safe. However... You have no recourse if there's a problem because it's in another country. And there's always a little bit of risk. But uh, not as much as, say, you're buying over-the-counter ones from another country that aren't very regulated at all. So it, it depends on what you're getting and how you get it. And just make sure you do your due diligence. So if you're getting uh, your medication from some other country like Canada, do you tell your doctor, hey, my prescription needs to be called into XYZ located in Canada? How do you do that? So no, typically they'll write you the prescription and then you will take a picture with your cell phone and send it in over the internet and their website. Uh, and um, most of them do that the same way. Some are a little different, but that's the majority. Uh, you may have to speak to them on the phone, but uh, th that's, the, that's the typical way. Uh, so if you're on a chronic medication that's expensive here in the U.S., and you know, some of our, oh, I probably shouldn't be telling all these things, some of our um, over-the-counter companies, they also make prescription medicines here in the U.S., and they may also make some over-the-counter ones at the same factory, so they're held to the same uh, regulations. 
and they're very safe. They're probably the safest there is. And some of those send their medicines to other countries as generics under different labels in that language. Isn't that interesting? I never knew that. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a lot of that stuff. So um, if it comes from a reputable uh, company, then yeah, I think you can feel a lot more comfortable with it. Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us this morning. I, doctor, if you have any questions for him, all you have to do is text those in or call them in at 615-893-1450. And Dr. McCabe's office is at 122 Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro, directly off of Memorial Boulevard. We're going to take a quick break, and we will come right back, and you'll have that chance to... Have your questions answered. Again, 615-893-1450. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant. 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's now time for the Commissioner Corner with County Commissioner Craig Harris. If you've been paying attention to the mainstream media lately, you will see that the Bud Light controversy has been dominating the headlines. Although a lot of this controversy seems to be an assault on transgenderism, to me, it's a stupid marketing misstep. You cannot alienate the 70% of your customers to satisfy 1% share of the market. I do not understand these corporations and their high-paying marketing directors destroying the image of their company because they want to attract a small market. Look, Anheuser-Busch is not going to go broke over the Dylan Mulvaney marketing debacle, but they are taking a lot of pointless, self-inflicted damage to one of their biggest beer brands over it. Brand loyalty in the beer world is everything. People have preferred beers and they tend to stick to them often for a lifetime. It takes decades or even generations of marketing to build a loyal customer base as large as the one Budweiser has acquired. They knew their market and they targeted it. Posters with the Budweiser girls not only graced the walls of millions of young men in the 80s, they actually led to the fashion trend of one-piece bathing suits. Budweiser was dominant in promoting sports and their brand was embraced by Americans who would walk out of a bar if he wasn't serving it. Budweiser had a loyal customer base that was the envy of the world, but not anymore. For some idiotic reason, they pivoted and took on transgender social media influencer Dylan Mulvaney as a brand ambassador. Miss Mulvaney is a popular influence on TikTok, where she has 10 million followers and has been documenting her transition online. The controversy began April 1st when she posted a video to promote a Bud Light contest. It wasn't just that Mulvaney is transgendered. She presents a bizarre character of a woman. 
Her videos are odd and bizarre to the point where she speaks of wanting to menstruate. It is the trans version of wearing blackface. She isn't honoring women. She presents a mockery to them. It was never the transgenderism that bothered me, but that the odd person acting and dressing like a young child in character. I would feel the same way if they made a deal with Pee Wee Herman. Look, this is an odd situation and should have been recognized by brand marketers and most beer drinkers considered their preferred beer brand as part of their identity and they didn't want to be identified with someone like Dylan Mulvaney. The thing is, it takes generations to build such a huge national brand, but it only takes one stupid marketing error to drive millions away from it. I took marketing in college years ago. And I remember the first lesson, there is no customer harder to win than the one who has a negative experience with your product. Look, I know some folks out here will fight me to the death claiming otherwise, but the taste difference between Coors Light and Bud Light is negligible at best. They are both terrible beers. Because of that similarity though, it makes the transition from Budweiser products to Coors products all the easier for consumers and many of them will not be coming back. You gotta ask, how did Budweiser get here? Alyssa Hendershide was the woke marketing genius who came up with the notion to link Mulvaney to the brand. And she suddenly, but not surprisingly, taken a leave of absence from her role as VP of marketing for Budweiser. She was the mastermind of the worst major brand marketing error since the new Coke disaster. I bet the Coke guys are happy as can be that they are no longer the biggest idiots in marketing advertisements. Ms. Hendershide will be lucky to find a marketing position for a lemonade stand after this disaster. She needs to rebrand herself, and she has proven to be poor at that. The losses garnered by this marketing disaster are added up to billions of dollars. It is doubtful that Budweiser gained any new customers by any measure with their venture into transpandering. Companies like people have the right to be stupid. It doesn't mean they had to exercise that right. Companies need to remember to stick to their mandate of selling their product and maximizing returns for investors. They need to leave the social justice agenda at the door. Most customers could care less about the social stances held or promoted by companies selling them products. They just want good prices and good quality. Let's hope other companies were watching closely as Budweiser shot itself in the foot. It would be refreshing to see more marketing being focused on company products and depart from social justice virtue signaling. I guess Target is dumb, blind, and stupid because they followed Budweiser's lead. It's hard to fix stupid. This is Craig Harris, and this is the Commissioner's Corner. For the Commissioner Corner, that was Commissioner Craig Harris. The views of Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris are just that, his views. They're not necessarily the views of this radio station, website, or our advertisers. Feel free to send your thoughts and ideas to Commissioner Harris by emailing him at ccotinc at comcast.net. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.39. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning. (laughs) Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. I, doctor, his office on Heritage Park Drive. And again, we're talking about anything having to do with the eyes or eye-related. And uh, what's next on the agenda? 
Uh, you know, um, let's encourage everyone to wear protective eyewear when they're working out in the yard now. It can just be a pair of uh, wide uh, sunglasses and, of course, a hat. We don't want skin cancer either. And uh, those kind of basic things can often save the day when you're working in the yard. Uh, let's uh, say that uh, if people haven't had an eye exam in a couple of years, they should go get one. And, you know, I hear all the time, well, I didn't have to go to the doctor. I didn't have to go to the eye doctor because I wasn't hurting. Um, yada, yada, all those kind of blanket excuses you hear. But you, you don't know when you have glaucoma. You don't know when you have macular degeneration starting. You may not know when you have diabetes starting. You don't know if you have high cholesterol. Yada, yada, yada. You don't know. You know what your doctors don't know either. They've got to do an exam and get uh, blood work or lab work uh, to find out these things. So yeah, I, I don't expect you to be hurting or anything like that. That's not the time that you have to go to the doctor and no other times. Now, of course, if your eyes hurt and you've lost vision, yeah, you got to get right in there because time can be vision in those situations. But uh, you should see, you know, the eye doctor, if everything's fine and, you know, you're over 40, 45, you know, you see the eye doctor every couple of years. If you're over 60, 65 every year, if you've got a family history or you've got a personal history of eye diseases, well, then your doctor will tell you when to come in, and it's oftentimes more frequently than that. But, uh, you know, stitching time saves nine, ounce of prevention is worth pound of cure, all those <laughs> things we always say that my mama taught me, you know, uh, they really are true. This text message next says, I am 55 years old. In fact, I just turned 55 yesterday, but I've noticed a complete change in my vision over the last 12 months or so, and things are a lot more blurry than what they used to be. Any ideas on what this could possibly be? Well, it could possibly be a lot of things since it didn't hurt because you didn't put that in there because that's usually a big deal. Now, if your eyes hurt, that'll typically make you call up to make an appointment but uh, I'll bet you haven't had an eye exam in a while just like we just talked about a minute ago <laughs> so go go get the eye exam go go to go to a place that's going to do a thorough medical eye exam uh, not a quick one just to get glasses or contacts uh, maybe you just need a new glasses prescription you know if you're over uh, 50 and you've got some cataracts growing, they change your prescription every uh, year or two, depending on how much your cataracts grow. That's just a fact of optics. If you are 44, 45, every couple of years, you're likely to need a change in just the reading power, the bifocal strength, not so much the upper distance power lens of your bifocals or no line uh, glasses. So, uh, those things change, yeah, and they can uh, cause some blurred vision. Maybe it's dry eyes. Maybe it's allergies. And hopefully it's not one of the more important things like we talk about on the show, glaucoma, macular degeneration, diabetic retinopathy, uh, vein and arterial occlusions, which are like mini strokes in the eyes, uh, double vision from little TIA strokes in your brain that involve the vision system. System. So there's all kinds of things that it could be. It's probably one of the more common ones that you can fix easily, and that would be great. You go into the eye doctor, and they say, oh, yeah, I know exactly what it is. We can do this to take care of it. It's, lots of people have this. we got good, good treatments for it. 
rather than, oh, this has been going on for years. Well, why didn't you come in sooner when you noticed this, you know, would have been easier or more successfully treated. Take care of yourself. You know, 90% of all the vision, I shouldn't say it, 90% of all the information that your brain receives is through your eyes. So, yeah, that's pretty important. Of course, I'm biased. But the rest of the senses, you know, hearing, taste, touch, all the others, that's that smell, that's 10% they fight for. This is this is the, the big daddy, the big mama of all the information your brain receives. It's part of your balance. All these kind of things when you get older, your ability to perform on the computer, which everyone stares at now for hours a day, literally, and driving the car in this traffic that we have here. You, you know, uh, performing at sports that you want to play or watching your own children or grandchildren play sports and have shows. You'll enjoy those better. So, in numerous reasons, get a good thorough eye exam once every year or two, and uh, it will pay off for you very much so through the rest of your life. Now, the next question we have deals with astigmatism, but before we get to that, on, on that last note of the last question, I noticed you started off by saying, uh, you know, you didn't say anything about eye pain. And I'm curious, what types of eye pain should we be looking out for if we do feel some type of eye pain? Well, I'll tell you, where the, the main sensory nerves are in the eye <clears throat> are in the muscle, which is the iris. That's what gives our eyes the color. And here's your trivia word for the day, irides the plural of iris. But that has nerves. The surface of your eye, the conjunctiva, the cornea, has tons of nerves, uh, just like your lips do and your fingertips do. Tons of nerve endings there. So if you get a scratch on your eye, if you get a speck of dirt in your eye, if you get an eyelash in your eye, boy, you know it. And you don't even want to talk to people till you get that out and take care of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, you notice that. If you have things like uh, a, an abrasion to your eye or an infection, yeah, they cause eye pain, you notice that. If you have a cramping of that muscle, your iris, from inflammation of the iris called iritis, because inflammation of whatever has an itis on the end of it. It's a suffix, so iritis. Uh, you'll notice that as well, and that can be associated with several autoimmune diseases and connective tissue disorders, which may lead you into other diagnoses that you should have had diagnosed or treated by now. Uh, did you know that 60% of all neurological diseases have eye findings? I had no clue. Amazing. 20% of newly diagnosed diabetics are often from the eye doctor because they can actually look at the blood flow, the red blood cells going through your capillaries. Uh, it's the only doctor that can do that. So lots of good things from it. Uh, nothing to be rushed. Once or twice a year, you know, most of the time, as long as you've got uh, medical insurance, it's covered. So except for your copay. <clears throat> so, you know, all good reasons, really not a good reason not to go. So there are some things you should do. See your regular doctor, see your eye doctor. And if you've got an issue or a family history of any other thing in your body, go see that specialist. Uh, get it taken care of. Make sure that you don't have problems. You know, th consider it an investment uh, that uh, pays multiple times for you. And this next question again on astigmatism, it says, 20 years ago, I was a senior in high school. Let's see, that make 
about 38 years old. I was diagnosed with astigmatism and tried contacts for the first time, but did not like the way they felt. Have they come along any further for those who have astigmatism? And do they still bother your eyes if you have astigmatism? So uh, there are great contacts out now. My favorite ones are the daily wears. They're also more expensive. But boy, do they feel good and not bother you. And every day, every other day, you put a new pair in. And uh, that's great. If you wear the ones that last two weeks or a month, then you should clean them with a solution called Clear Care, which has peroxide, gets all the bacteria and protein that builds up on them. Do that once a week. So that, that really helps that. But as far as have they come, yeah, we've got much more silicone hydrogels we got much more better contacts more better sound like my mom that uh have more moisture they're less drying but typically if you had a hard time wearing them before and assuming they were fit right then you have a dry eye problem and we have great ways i can't tell you how many dry eye patients i treat every day at the office and it makes a big deal to their vision and to their performance during the day so yes We've got ways to help you out and take care of that for you. So what, what exactly is astigmatism? <clears throat> okay. So let's say you've got two balls in front of you. Let's say one's a soccer ball, because soccer is getting so important now. It's all my son can think about. Soccer ball and a football. <clears throat> so, well, what's the difference between them? Well, the soccer ball is spherical, Right round in all directions equally <clears throat> now football is also round because along the laces it's round there but it has a much larger radius or a much less curvature and then going across the laces where you grab it that's got a much more extreme curvature where that does pretty much make a circle you know going around it that way so when you have different steepnesses of curvature on your cornea instead of perfectly round like the soccer ball that causes different focal points on the retina which causes blurred vision and vision confusion and that's what astigmatism is when you have different amounts of curvature on your cornea in different locations you get multiple focal points and blurred vision Now, there's two types. There's regular and irregular. Regular is where that difference in correction is straight across, like maybe 12 o'clock and 6 o'clock is straight across, if you know what I mean. But if they were at right angles, like 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock, that would be irregular astigmatism. Now, glasses can fix regular, but not irregular and only special contacts for people that have had corneal scars, keratoconus, all these other diseases can fix irregular astigmatism. So yes, can be corrected, got to know what it is, got to identify it, treat it the right way. There you go. <clears throat> Another question here, it says, I've got TRICARE insurance, I am a veteran, can I get eye coverage through you or do I absolutely have to go to the VA to see an eye doctor and and do they have a i don't know if they have an eye doctor i assume they do at the va local <coughs> absolutely and they're working their tails off there 
because <laughs> as you get older, you have more eye problems. So, boy, they're, they're working as hard as they can. You, you know, we've been on contract with the VA here in town that if uh, they have these regulations, I forget, but I, I think it came down under Obama, was that if it took more than six months to see a doctor for a routine or a month or two for a, a big deal eye problem, then you could go to one of their contracted uh, non-government outside uh, private care doctors. Um, and the VA insurance would pay for it. Usually you went through the VA rep, which is near the front door of all the VAs, and he handles all the issues and gets you taken care of. So I would call them and go through them. Now, if you're of Medicare age and you have Medicare, you can use your Medicare insurance and you don't have to go through anybody. But if you want to get that little bit better secondary insurance that you get through TRICARE, uh, then uh, go through the VA rep and they'll direct you and take care of you. And, you know, thinking on the same line of insurance, there's so many different types of <coughs> insurance out there these days, so many different companies and choices and so forth. But regular medical insurance, uh, specifically medical insurance, not eye coverage, does some of that medical insurance cover the cost of some medical-related eye surgeries that maybe your regular eye insurance policy doesn't or wouldn't? So you bring up an excellent point that everybody is mystified about pretty much. So let's take a minute and go over it. I'm mystified by if health you, insurance in general. Yeah, If you've got vision insurance, which is an additional rider on your policy, the two most common in this area are VSP and IMED, if you, and there's others, but if you have those, they will cover once a year, typically, for you to get a pair of glasses or contacts and the exam at greatly reduced cost. But they don't cover anything medical. That's for your medical insurance. So if you've got a medical problem, your eye hurts, it's tearing, um, your vision is blurry, that all goes under your medical. So you have coverage if you have medical insurance. If you also have vision coverage, then you get an additional benefit on glasses and contacts and paying for the refraction for that exam. But they don't play well together. You cannot use the same insurance on the same day. So you can't take care of glasses and a medical problem the same day. You gotta do two different visits. And you know what, that's pain. Nobody likes insurance especially me <laughs> and all other <laughs> doctors that uh, kind of direct them what they should do for their patients. So, but we have to jump through the hoops. And if we jump through the hoops, it works. And my staff at my office are excellent at this. But please know that you don't have to have vision insurance to go get an eye exam and have insurance cover it unless it is purely for nothing else but a glasses or contact lens prescription and your eyes are totally fine in all other regards. If you've got any kind of medical problem, goes your medical insurance, you're covered like you would any other doctor. So a, a patient comes in, turns out they do need some type of corrective surgery done on their eyes, then that would be filed <coughs> under regular health insurance, regular medical insurance, I guess. Is that considered glasses or contacts? I, I wouldn't think so. Nope. And I told you that's the only thing 
But if you had a problem, then it goes under your medical. And, and then your staff there would file that, and then hopefully everything would be under control, and you'd pay your regular deductible, whatever that may be, I guess. That's right. But I'll tell you, a lot of people, they don't like how much it costs them to go to the doctor because they've got the cheapest insurance you can get, which has the highest deductible, uh, maybe with a copay that's high, or maybe uh, they don't get any benefit from a copay and they got to pay the full amount till they meet their deductible and then they have to pay 20 percent till they meet their max out of pocket you know if you call that number on the back of your insurance card that that tells you it's a it's a struggle for i think a lot of families out there to have proper health insurance yeah and lots of times you got these brokers telling you things which uh, they're trying to help you out, but lots of them are hired by the insurance company. You know what I mean? And so there's always that bias. But uh, do your due diligence. Look at several plans. Make sure your doctors and your hospitals that you want to go to are on it. And make sure that the drug coverage is good or you will pay more than someone who paid a higher premium for better insurance and has better coverage. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us. Our number is 615-893-1450. If you have any questions for us, feel free to text those in right now. 615-893-1450. We only have a couple of minutes left. I'm going to go to a very short break. And then when we come back, I want to close with uh, you do more than just eyes in your office. Unsightly problems with your skin, for example. Let's touch base on that when we come back. Okay. If you have ever dreamed of relaxing by your very own koi pond, we can make that happen at Animal City. We carry a variety of products and livestock to make your dream come true. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. Be sure to check out our downstairs level, complete with indoor pond and tons of furry cute critters. Animal City, your family-owned and operated pet store for 33 years. You can find us at Animal City at 919 Northwest Broad. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. Our number is 615-893-1450. Now, this question, I, I, I think I may know the answer to it, but it's asking, I have got a mole that I would like removed. Can y'all do that at your office or is that out of your realm? No, do them every uh, Thursday in the office. Uh, any of those little kind of things that you have that are bugging you. We also have a full skin care center there, whether it be the best of the take-home products to use on your skin, uh, advanced retinol chemical peels, Botox, skin fillers, uh, radio frequency microneedling, intense pulse light. We have the best equipment for that, and I believe the best prices around town. So if you're looking to look five to ten years younger, we can help you out. And uh, if you want to get rid of some moles, skin blemishes, uh, unsightly veins on your face, sunspots, uh, if you uh, need to have some skin tightened up, you want to get rid of some wrinkles, we can do all that for you. Please just give us a call, and uh, we would love to see you and talk to you about how we can help you. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe has been our guest this morning. His office is at 122 Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro, and we'll post this entire show, the entire podcast, on our website in just a few minutes at wgnsradio.com. And Dr. McCabe, thanks for joining us. 
Hey, great to be here. We'll be here the second Monday of the month. Next month, if you have some eye questions at all, write them down, stick it on the fridge or your mirror, and we'll go through them all then. I hope everybody has a great week. Sounds great. You're tuned to, w- to WGNS Murphy's Bro. Ron Jordan with the news right now.